0: Mystery of Mysteries Chapter Death is a Celebration from the book Living Enlightenment by Sri Nityananda Parmasivam Mystery of Mysteries There is a beautiful story in the great Indian epic Mahabharata. The prince Yudhishthir was asked by a yaksha, What is the most mysterious thing on planet Earth? Yudhishthir replied, Every day so many lives are going to the abode of Yama, the Lord of Death. Yet the people who stay here think they are going to live forever. We always think that it is someone else who will die, not us. Death is truly the mystery of all mysteries. There are only two things that are certain about death. One is that we will die at some point in time. The other is that it is uncertain when or how we will die. Everything that is born has to die. That is the nature of life. A beautiful story from the life of Buddha. Once a woman came with her dead son to Buddha. She was mad with grief at the death of her only son. She cried to Buddha. Master, please give me some medicine that will get my boy back to life. Buddha replied, Get me a handful of mustard seed. The woman got up immediately and rushed to get a handful of mustard seeds. Then Buddha added, The mustard seed must be from a house where no one has lost a dear one. That is a child, husband, parent, friend. The woman went from house to house. Out of pity for the desperately crying woman, people gave her mustard seed from their house. But when she asked whether they had lost a dear one, they had someone or the other who had died in the house. She went from house to house till sunset, but found no house where a death had not happened. Slowly the truth started dawning on her. Death is inevitable. She buried her son's body and returned to Buddha. She fell at the feet of Buddha and asked him, Master, please teach me the truth. What is death? What exists beyond death? She became Buddha's disciple and followed Buddha for the rest of her life. There is a beautiful saying, tomorrow or the next life, which comes first, we never know. The topic of rebirth is not popular because it cannot be proven by science now NDE or near-death experience has become a hot subject as many doctors and psychologists have recorded their experiences. There are many people who have recorded thousands of NDEs, almost all of which fall into a similar pattern. They all relive the events of their lives. Hypnotists have regressed people into their past life. These two fall into a pattern. They are similar to what Rishis said over 5,000 years ago about what happens when you die, which is recorded in the katop Panishad. Death in my presence before enlightenment. This incident is from the days of my spiritual journey before enlightenment. I was near a small village in North India called Ghaziabad, a place near Varanasi, the spiritual headquarters of Hindus. Hindus traditionally visit Varanasi at least once in their lifetime. The city has a floating population of at least 200,000 people every day. I was there with an old monk who had been hospitalized and was in the intensive care unit. According to the Vedic traditions, young monks take care of the elderly monks and sannyasis. As a young monk staying in the village, I started taking care of the elderly monk. One day, while I was attending to him, suddenly became obvious that the man in the bed next to his was about to die. He started struggling for life. I was able to see very clearly what was happening inside him. By that time, I had had my deep spiritual experience or satori, but I had not become fully enlightened. The realization of the purpose of my life had not happened. I was still seeking and my body was getting prepared for the explosion of energy that was to happen after enlightenment. Several doctors were trying to give him critical medical care and support. The man was gasping for breath. I could see very clearly how death was happening in him. I could see very clearly how the life source was moving away from the body. That is the strongest experience that has happened in my life outside my body. Inside my body, the strongest experience that happened was realizing the mission. I was able to see what was happening, but I was not able to bear it. An important thing you should know is, if you see somebody in physical pain, it will affect you only about 30-40%. to But if you see somebody in depression and you can relate to the person and feel the depression, it will affect you more, say about 60%. Further, if it is emotional pain and if you are able to connect and understand the pain, it will affect you much more. About 80%. The more subtle the pain, the more you will be affected. I saw not only the physical, mental or emotional pains of the dying man, but I also saw the being level pain. It was almost like I was going through the pain myself. I wanted to just run away from that. But the elderly monk got afraid and just held my hand begging me to stay. I have been taking care of him for 2-3 to three months so he had got really attached to me. Since a young age, I have loved serving monks. I used to take food and clothes from my house and give it away to the monks. Serving monks has always been my passion. I have always felt that this whole Vedic tradition is alive even today only because of such monks. They have kept the signs alive. For doing research in any science, you need great support in many areas. For example, in the West, a lot of research happens in the outer world science because there are people and organizations to support it. If it is a research on medicines, a pharmaceutical company may support the research. If it is some research related to space and astronomy, the government may sponsor and support it. In the same way, in India, the whole country supports and sponsors spiritual science research. The whole country has taken up the responsibility to support an inner world scientist by providing food, shelter and clothes so that he can continue his research in the inner world without spending time for basic outer world requirements. So I have always felt that it is my responsibility to take care of the monks and inner world scientists. The elderly monk who I was taking care of in the ICU did not want me to leave because he was afraid, seeing the man next to him dying. The man was going through such a hard time. It was like the whole six feet of his body was being torn apart. Imagine the pain if you have a small cut in your finger. Now imagine how painful it would be if the skin on your whole body is literally being peeled. It is something like a thousand scorpions stinging at the same time. I could see clearly the pain the man was going through on one side the individual soul associated with all the unfulfilled emotions like desire greed and guilt was undergoing terrible suffering the individual soul wanted to stay in the body and fulfill these but the body was tired and wanted to relax it was a fight between the body and individual soul it was as if the body wanted to leave but the individual soul was trying to hold on to it if the right hand was gone, the soul was trying to hold on to the left. If the right leg was dead and gone, the individual soul was trying to hold on to the left leg. Which were part of the soul. It could, body it could hold on to, the individual soul was trying to hold on to it. Part by part the body was dying. I saw that with the lower body there was not much struggle. But when it came to the upper body, the whole body was vibrating and pulsating with pain. Slowly, the individual soul started moving out of the physical body. Understand when the breathing stops. that is the moment when the individual soul actually leaves the physical body. There are seven layers or bodies in you. The body of flesh, bones and blood that you see is the physical body. The energy moving in you as prana or life energy is the pranic body. There are five kinds of prana or air movements that happen in the body air that enters into the body air that circulates inside the body air that spreads all over the body as life force air that comes out of the body and air that cleanses these form the second body or the pranic body the third body is the body where inner chatter continuously happens inner chatter is nothing but the continuous stream of words or thoughts that move within you The fourth body is made up of emotions like fear, anger and greed which spread as feelings all over the body without even words coming into play. An emotion by itself can simply shake you. This is the emotional layer. The fifth layer is the body that you experience in deep sleep. This is where all the engramed memories or engrams are stored in the seed or causal layer. The engrams are not active, but they are not dead either. It is like a deep coma, where you are neither living what you want, nor are you dead. You are just stuck in this layer. From the causal body, the individual soul moves to the cosmic body. The sixth layer is the cosmic body, where you experience bliss. This is what continuously inspires you to be a seeker. If you are a seeker, understand that this layer is strong in you. If you enrich this layer your life will be blissful if you have any engram remaining in this layer you will assume another body and come back if you continuously enjoy pleasure experiences then you are said to be in heaven if you are stuck in pain then you are said to be in hell depending on how much pain you experience in life you will stay that long in the pain body or hell at the time of death Depending on how much pleasure you experience in life, you will stay that long in the cosmic body or heaven. Hell and heaven are purely psychological. This is the truth. Based on what engrams you have, you experience heaven and hell. That is why different cultures visualize heaven in their own way. Because heaven is not a place, it is an experience. The seventh layer is the nirvanic layer which corresponds to enlightenment. At the time of death, there is a powerful fight between the owner or the individual soul and the object or the body. The object says, I am tired, I can't function anymore. The owner says, no, I want to use you. When the object wins, the physical body dies and the individual soul moves to the next layer, the pranic body.
1: This is the layer you
0: are in when you normally dream. While dreaming, your logic loses its power over you, but your desires remain active. The very definition of dream is the state where logic has no power, but desires and engrams remain active. Even when you are unconscious or in coma, your logic will not be active. As long as you are in the physical body, you will have desires with the logic to analyze whether the desires are needed or not, and which one of the desires should be fulfilled, etc., Desires are under your control. There is a balancing mechanism. But when the desires exist without the supporting logic, the individual soul will be kicked around like a football by the desires. On one side there will be guilt and on the other side desires that play on the individual soul. When I saw the man dying, I could see that the individual soul was slowly moving out layer by layer. I could see the soul suffering intensely when it went through the unfulfilled desires. The soul was literally being eaten by guilt when it realized, I did not fulfill the purpose and mission of my life. Understand, you will remember the purpose of your birth only during death. When you are born, your body travels through the birth canal of the mother and because of the intense pain that you go through, you go into coma or the deepest unconscious state. And you forget the whole purpose of taking birth it is like this you booked the flight ticket and sat inside the aircraft also but during the flight you were put in coma and so when you landed you forgot all about why you came to that particular place only when you leave the place and board the flight again you suddenly remember why you had come to that place the same way when you die you feel the strong guilt of not fulfilling the purpose of your birth or what we call the prarabdha karma. After passing through this guilt, next all the pain experiences of your life will come up. So at the time of death, you first pass through physical pain, then through all desires, next through all guilt, then through all emotional pain and finally through all the pleasures that you experienced in this birth. Normally, As soon as you reach the cosmic body or the sixth layer itself, you return to assume the next body, the next birth. That is the individual soul returns to assume the next body. Sometimes rarely you go beyond the sixth layer into the nirvanic body, then you don't come back to assume another body. When you travel through these various bodies and experience your unfulfilled desires, deep guilt and intense pain, you decide strongly, let me take another body, another birth. When I do, I will not forget the purpose of my life and get caught in these elusive games. I will straight away follow the path of truth. But when you actually take birth the next time, again, because of the intense pain during birth, you drop into coma and forget all about your decision. Finally, the man died, but the experience left a strong scar in me. It left a very strong impression in my mind. The fortunate thing was that the elderly monk became alright and he was discharged from the hospital. I continued my journey and after a few months I had my own death experience and I became enlightened, thus realizing the mission and purpose of my life. My life as a liberated being started at the age of 12 itself when I had my deep spiritual experience. But the clarity about the mission and what was exactly going to happen through my body dawned when I became enlightened. Death in My Presence After Enlightenment from the chapter in Living Enlightenment Death is a Celebration by Sri Nityananda Paramashivam. Death in My Presence After Enlightenment. After my enlightenment, I came back to South India. I was in Bangalore in a devotee's house healing people who sought me out. At that time, a devotee was admitted in the ICU and I was requested to heal him. There again, while healing, the person in the bed next to the devotee started dying. The moment I saw the person was about to die, the first thing I felt like was to move away from the suffering that was about to come. But the devotee was afraid and not ready to leave me. Suddenly I saw that this person who was dying was not going through any suffering like the earlier person. I was shocked and I became very curious. Earlier, the movement of the individual soul from layer to layer was great suffering and torture for it. But this soul was moving so smoothly from layer to layer just like how a knife moves through butter or a snowball rolls down. In the first layer of physical body, there was a little pain. Then suddenly the pain disappeared and the individual soul moved to the pranic layer. It moved from layer to layer like a royal guest. It was so empowered that the desires, guilt and pain were not able to attack it at all. Even in the causal layer, it did not fall asleep. It was so energetic and it finally entered the nirvanic layer, relaxed and just disappeared. I thought this person must be an evolved being. I asked his relatives whether he was a spiritual person or a meditator. The family was surprised and replied that the man had never meditated or done any spiritual practice in all his life. He had lived a completely materialistic life. I contemplated as to why the first death I had witnessed was terrible while the second one was so wonderful. What I'm about to tell you is the honest and straight And I am saying it because I have the great responsibility of telling it to you. When I meditated to know the difference between the two deaths, the revelation happened. At the time of the second death, I was an enlightened person. The second person had died in the presence of an enlightened being. In the case of the first death, my presence could not help because I could not radiate the energy of enlightenment at that time. So the first person died an ordinary death, while the second person died a wonderful death in the presence of an enlightened being who had realized the truth. When this revelation happened, I saw a deep compassion coming out of my being. I felt that if at all I can give this as a gift to every individual, my mission will be accomplished. Peaceful death is such a powerful and wonderful gift, which nobody but an enlightened being can give. I started meditating as to how I can give this gift to everyone. Obviously, I can't be in the ICU of all the hospitals and wait for people to die. I contemplated on the science behind the whole thing and understood what really happens at the time of death. Let me explain. As long as you hold on to your ordinary logic and remain in the physical layer, the master is just a simple fate for you. The material world appears more solid and real. But when you travel to the deeper layers, the master becomes reality, while the material world becomes vague and blurred. It is like how during your night dream, the dream world looks real and the waking world looks vague. Whereas when you are awake, That is when you are with a higher consciousness, the dream world becomes imagination, while the waking world becomes reality. In the dream state, the dream world that you see appears alive, like a 4D colour film. When you come out of the dream, the whole dream appears black and white. In the same way, if you are raised to a still higher consciousness, this waking world will become dull while things like spiritual truths and the master will become alive and real. When you disconnect from the body and rise into higher consciousness, the master and the superconscious energy will become a gross reality. When the second death happened, the intense enlightened presence straight away caused him to connect strongly to it. Understand, as you sit now and hear, What is stopping you from connecting with the enlightened energy of the master and merging with it? Only your own logic and reasons. As you sit here, there are still doubts in your unconscious, like If I drop my possessions and surrender, the master may take it away. The other problem is, presently, as of now, all other things in this world also appear as reality and you think the master is also real to that depth. You experience me as the same frequency as the rest of the material world. In the case of the second dying person, all his outer world things became inaccessible to him at the time of death. He could not sign his checkbook or drive his car. Whatever was holding him back in the material world was automatically being taken away from him. When he looked around, only I, the enlightened energy was there. He saw the strong light energy and just held on to me. The surrender automatically happened to him because I was there at that moment. Even in his case, if he had seen me while he was alive, he may have struggled to surrender and connect to me. Only when everything was taken away from him, there was nothing to hold him back from connecting to me. There is a beautiful story in the Bhagavatam which is a beautiful account of the enlightened master Krishna's life. There was once a rich devotee. He asked Krishna, I want more wealth and possessions. Krishna granted him his wish. There was also a poor lady who had a cow and a small house. Krishna once visited her house, ate the food she served, blessed her and left. The very same day, her cow died. Somebody asked Krishna about the strange happening of how a rich person got more wealth while the poor lady was deprived of her only source of income. Krishna beautifully explains. The king was already in heavy illusion of the material world. So I gave him what he wanted so that he would ultimately get tired of material things and turn towards enlightenment. In the case of the poor lady, there was only one thing that she really wanted and that was to connect to me. And the only thing that was stopping her from that was the cow. I took away the cow so that she could completely merge into me. The same way, in the case of the second death, the cow was taken away. In the physical layer, the man was not able to connect. But in the pranic layer, the consciousness entered a different space and the man was able to clearly see me there master's presence is such an intense light it is much stronger and of a higher frequency than this world just like how this world is of a higher frequency than your dream world the man realized that there is something of a higher frequency and he completely surrendered to it when he surrendered all his other engraved memories lost their power over him the individual consciousness became empowered. Desires, guilt, pain, pleasure, everything bowed down. Straight away, the individual soul's frequency increased. Understand, when the seer is strong, the seen has no power over you. This is the science of death. In the case of the first death, the seen was stronger than the seer. In the second death, the seer was stronger than the seen. I intensely meditated how to transmit the signs to people. Suddenly, a revelation happened to me. Understand, energy is not constrained by space and time. It is just like the satellite waves that are present in space. If you had a, have a set-top box converter, you can see the channel that you tune into. An enlightened master's energy pervades the whole cosmos. I just need to place the set-top box in people. It is like a pacemaker, just that this is a peacemaker. Once it is placed, the person can connect to it while leaving the body. A master is a person who creates a formula to reproduce his inner world spiritual experiences in the inner world of others. Such a formula in the Life Bliss Program Level 2 is called the Nityananda Spurana Program. It is a program that inserts the peacemaker in individuals. Along with placing the peacemaker, it is my promise that wherever you may be, in whatever situation you may be at the time of death, I will be there and see that you beautifully, beautifully relax into the nirvanic body. Please understand, I am responsible for what I am talking here right now. Even if I leave the body, I am responsible because it is a promise. It is my commitment to whoever hears these words directly from me. When I started sharing this technology, I realized that the people I shared it with not only experienced peace at the end of their lifetime, but their life itself became intense joyful and ecstatic once i share it with them understand both life and death become blissful when deeply ingrained memories are removed from your being your health becomes better you start attracting wealth and better relationship because the frequency of your being itself is different you will be relaxed in the nirvanic body when this peacemaker is placed inside you you then have the freedom to take one more birth as a conscious being or get enlightened and never again assume a body